0: This podcast was created on Messi. Create your own show today at Messi.fm. Welcome back to another live edition of Sports Brothers Atlanta. Once again, I'm your man, Matt. I'm alongside here, my partner, Ro. Got a lot of good things that went on this past week. A lot of good things to look forward to as far as this week. And so uh, we're going to get right down to it. Let's start with the 7A GHSA State Championship Football, which will be at the Georgia State Stadium, also known as formerly as Turner Field. Uh, two really good teams, one being in the region that we've been covering all year with Marietta, and then the other team is from South Georgia, and that is Lowndes. So two really good teams, two really high-powered offenses. So, Ro, tell me, tell me what are we looking forward to this weekend?
1: <laughs> wow. I want to go over last week, gang, to the Final Four first before we get into that. Um, Marietta played Parkview and the score was 42 to 31. Harrison Bailey was 24 of 28, passing. He, he passed for 423 yards and he had five touchdowns. He had two of them to Eric uh, Gilbert and he had nine receptions for 178 yards. And Ricky White, which is uh, already signed to Michigan State, uh, he was 10 catches for 139 yards. Bailey also caught a six yard pass TD from Gilbert. Uh, Vadal he rushed for 84 yards. Unlike uh, last week, he rushed for 216 <laughs> yards last week. Boy, that was a big difference. But they still got, got the win with 84 yards rushing. But this time he had 25 carries. Uh, and Marriott had two touchdowns, touchdowns in the final two minutes of the of first half. So at halftime, their halftime lead was 28-17, to 17, Matt. Man, that's incredible. And um Parkview, they did good. They did, I mean, did okay. You know, uh, Cody Brown, he rushed for 197 yards on Marietta. Um, but Marietta, look at this. They still led and look Look how many yards these two teams had. That's why I want to look at Matt. 513 yards, total yards for Marietta. Parkview have 489 total yards. Mm-hmm. These boys together have roughly about 1,000 yards together. And look, look at this. At the beginning in the preseason when we was talking about this, um, that's when Marriott was ranked number one at the preseason, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then so Parkview was ranked number three at the time in preseason, and I didn't agree with that. Remember, I kept telling you that, that uh, McEachin and Hillgrove should be ranked a lot higher because I covered those teams also as well, and I didn't think Parkview should be ranked that high. But, you know, over time, Parkview dropped in the rankings, but somehow here we are. They made it to the Final Four. It's a semi-state so you know i think I, my hat go off to those at parkview uh but you know i was on marriott all year long because Marriott all year long they went playing together as a cohesive unit but now here at the right time now they're finally playing like one unit like a team there's no individual stuff i think that's all going out the window but you still have these guys performing individually outstanding in, in their individual uh positions but still now the their defense turned it on just a little bit. I mean, Parview still gave them 31 points, so you know, but you know, that was pretty good. And, and um, think about Marietta, this is the first time they've been in the state championships in 1967. In 1967, they were in a 3A class. Now they're in a 7A class and they're in the championship. That's a long time ago, fans, that's a long time ago. So my hats go off to Marietta for making it to the championship. Hopefully they go ahead and complete the deal. And these talented players, individual players, going to their respective colleges because they still, like I said, got nine players in the in the top one hundred in the United States. So, and I think that's outstanding. And their state rank, their state rankings, right? I mean, their national rankings right now for Marriott is tenth. Uh, I, I wish they was ranked a little bit higher, but they dropped. You know, when they lost that third game of the season to Grayson. That kind of hurt them, but I think they still would have stayed in the – but I think that may have helped them get to where they are to now by dropping in ranking because maybe they got their head together. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think that might have helped them out a lot. Now let's look at the Lowndes game. That was the other part – that was the other two teams in the Final Four, Lowndes and North Gwinnett. North Gwinnett, week before, gave it to my McEachin boys. They gave it to them pretty good, and their running game was outstanding. And I wanted them to uh, go ahead and stick it to Lowndes, who has been undefeated. You know, uh, because North Gwinnett, you know, they lost the game one to Coca County, and they've been on a been on a tear ever since. Right. And they're running back good, good but then it was up against Lyons and Lyons been they've been hard to beat all year long. They haven't lost the game still yet. So I was hoping that they do it, and Lyons led twenty eight to seven in the first quarter. Yeah. At halftime it was forty two to fourteen, Matt. Mm-hmm. They put up 565 yards of total offense. Their quarterback, Brown, he rushed for 200 yards and two touchdowns and one 90, uh, 95 yards to open up, in, in, in the, open up the score in, in the first quarter. He had 95 yards. So uh, he was 10 for 21 for passing for 168 yards and three touchdowns. And North Gwinnett quarterback, Martin, he put up 270 uh, passing yards, and he put up four touchdowns their wide receiver uh, Downs, had 9 receptions for 201 yards and two touchdowns and I was looking for them to have the same rushing attack that they had against Marietta but I don't know what happened I mean Lions held them they must have been watching the McKeachin game Lions they must have watched tapes of that game they weren't going to allow no no 200 some yards almost 200 yards put up against them cuz these had they held they held North to only 14 Rushing yards, 14 rushing yards. You hear me? Yeah. Should I repeat that again? <laughs> 14 rushing yards.
0: Mm.
1: Now, that ain't some good defense for you. What? Stop yeah. the run? That's serious business, ain't it? Yep. And so North Gwinnett, their, their streak has, has ended at 12, 11 games. 11-game 11 win streak has ended. Uh, held to 14 rushing You got to have a balanced attack.
0: Right.
1: And I'm hoping Vadal has a better game against Lowndes than that. Hope he gets more than 14 yards, because in the last few weeks, he's been getting way more than 14 yards, you see. Mm-hmm. But, you know, 85 ain't, ain't that good when you get down to this. They're going to have to marry So now moving forward. So Marriott against Lowndes. I want Marriott. I think Marriott is the more talented team than Lowndes. And I believe that Marriott is playing and hitting their stride at the right time. Playoff time is always the right time to hit your stride and come together as a team. Regular season is more like, okay, you're filling each other out, your your teammates out, and getting to know each other and and learning how to play as one cohesive unit. Okay, now uh, our starters, you know, tops in the country, they're already signed and committed to different colleges, okay? We already got all that out the way. So now we need to focus on football at hand. And I think when Grayson smashed them in the mouth, even though that was a long-delayed game, During the rain, I never forget that game. That game lasted to almost midnight. Yeah, you know, you had an hour and a half of no, no game, and I think that kind of broke their stride. You know, but you know, so now I'm here moving forward against Lounge. What can they do, Matt? Does Marietta do to slow Lounge down?
0: I mean, it's it's a big question mark. I think there's going to be a lot of points put up in this game, as you saw. I mean, Marietta and Lounge both put up over 40 points you know, in the final four matchups, which is extremely impressive as itself. Um, Marietta is going to have to find that balance attack with their running game and the passing game. Um, as we saw, at least with Lowndes when they played North Gwinnett, was that North Gwinnett was able to throw the ball on them. They just couldn't run. Yep. And we already know that Harrison Bailey's the best quarterback in the state. Yes. So he's going to be ready to go as far as the passing game. They got Eric Gilbert and they got White. So they, their passing game is fine and they got no problem with that at all. It's just, you know, can Vidal get ready and can he, can he run? You know, obviously you're going to have to get more than 14 yards to beat lounge. but (laughs) I mean, you're going to have to, I think Vidal, if he gets over 100 yards, I think they win this game. I think he's, I I think he's a big, big, uh, big key to this game and it's going to be interesting to see how it shapes up. Um, The weather, I don't think is going to be the greatest. I think it's going to be pretty cold. They are outside at Georgia State. So um, who knows, you know, whoever can, you know, handle the elements, you know, depending on how the weather goes, um, I, you know, they should be able to control this game. I don't look for
1: neither team to put up no forty points against each other. Uh, you know, last year you have Milton against Cocoa County, and Cocoa County's putting up thirty something, almost forty yard, uh, forty points a game, and they didn't even score that. I mean they didn't even get they didn't even get to twenty points last year in the state finals last year. Cocoa County did. Right. So I don't. I, I think there's going to be a defensive matchup. You know, it's going to be whoever controls the clock with the running game. I think that's going to come down to that. So. You remember, Matt? I told you all throughout the year, especially in preseason last year, and through the first few games this year, I said, I said that Marriott needs to have more of a balanced attack. Remember, I told you, mm-hmm. that? and I told you that McKeachin had more of a balanced team than they did. And I and I and it comes down. I, I said, I no disrespect to Vardal, he was doing his hundred yards, but I said they got to do better than that. Maybe they need another running back in there. They need somebody to balance it out that running game. They need more running rushing yards than a hundred yards a game. In order to beat these, especially when they get them to the playoffs and stuff like that, when it's hard to pass the ball, which this year it ain't been too hard to pass the ball. Look, these guys have still been effectively passing the ball. But I see what's been stopping teams like McEach and them is the running game. When a guy rushes for a lot of yards, they end up winning because they running, controls the clock and controls the tempo of the game.
0: Right. Right. And I think another big thing for this Marriott offense that I've been seeing, at least on video and stuff, is that their screen game, especially with Eric Gilbert, is big. A lot of slip screens, a lot of bubbles, stuff like that. And, you yeah. know, that makes sense. You know, get the ball to the athletes as quick as possible. That's how these offenses are transforming in, in this day, especially in football. And that's, I mean, that's at all levels. You know, we see it in the NFL. We see it in college football. You get the ball to play, you know, get it into their hands in space and let, them, and let them work. And we saw, I've been seeing that a lot with Eric Gilbert and the other guys as well. Um, so that's that's another big thing. How does Lowndes kind of stop or slow down that, that screen game that's been so been so threatening for the Marriott offense?
1: I'm thinking maybe these two losses that Marriott has suffered, hopefully that been a learning experience for them. they got to find a way to slow Lowndes down because they're undefeated still, and they're in the state championship. Game. So these guys are coming in very confident, very confident, and they can mix it up. They can mix it up with the defense. They can mix it up with the offense. They can mix it up with the run game, the passing game. They got the total packets like McKeechen had, but they got more of a veteran coach there. So that's been helped them out a lot. You know, they haven't been to this big dance in a while either, too, you know, state championship. And I think that stadium's going to be rocking. Hopefully, it be filled up. Rain or whatever, because it's supposed to rain. So hopefully, it'll be hold up. And it's supposed to be cold, too. Yeah. So cold and rain. That's, a, so yeah, that's why L- I said
0: that Vidal is such a big, you know, a big piece. You know, so you're going to have to run the ball in this in that kind of weather.
1: The last time the elements got in the way against Marietta early in the year, I think it was game 3 or 5, one of them games they played Grayson, the, the the weather messed them up. And when they kept having them rain delays and stuff like that, I want to say well weather was a factor in that game for them. So hopefully weather's not a factor this time around again. Right. And so I'm like, boy, but I'm looking for Marietta to be able to pull it off maybe by a field goal.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I
1: look for it to be a low-scoring game. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Then it could be a high-scoring game. I mean, I've been wrong on that, too. Maybe it might be a, a shootout. But I don't know if Lyons won't get in a shootout with Harrison Bailey, though.
0: No. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. I, I'm, I'm not do. thinking
1: that. I don't think they want to get in a shootout with him. He's still getting four or five touchdowns a game. Mm-hmm. He's a hell of a passer, so you know, and he's going to Tennessee too. So I, I, don't, I don't know if you want to fool with him in the passing game. And you got Gilbert, who's an excellent receiver, and you got White, who's an excellent receiver. I think the way Lions are going to look at this game is to stop Vadal.
0: Yeah, I mean, and force him to pass. I mean, anytime that you can force a team to become one dimensional at all levels of football, high school, college, NFL, anytime you can do that, you got a very good chance of winning the game. You do so. I mean, my final prediction right here. I'll I'll throw it out. I'll go Marietta twenty one, okay. Lounge seventeen.
1: Ooh wee! I like that though. I like that. I thought it was going to be a low scoring. That's a low scoring game and a close game. I don't think they are both going. They're going to be filling jail out for a little while, but they're not. Uh, last week, both of them put up big numbers in the first half and in the first quarter. But mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to happen this time around. Uh, I can't see it happening. I, I think that Lounge. I think if in order for Marietta to get with them guys, they're going to step up their defense a little bit more. And they're gonna have to go ahead and run the ball, run the ball, eat that clock out. But I look for Marietta to pull it off by a field goal too, as well. I'm not predicting what the score gonna be, but I, I could give a prediction, maybe like 21-24. Yeah,
0: I like that too. It's good. Something like that. So uh, when we come back next week, as far as our high school segment, we're gonna we're gonna talk all about this, figure out who the state champs is. Yep. Uh, hopefully it's Marietta. We wish both of the teams good luck. Uh, you know, we've been we've been having a really good time covering high school football this year. Yeah. Um, it's definitely. It's been fun for us you know when we kind of started this whole thing that was kind of the kind of the pillar of what we were going off of you know we really couldn't find anybody that was covering high school sports no so to kind of do what we've been doing is definitely been a learning experience for us but i think we've been having a good time
1: we haven't we're going to be going to basket high school basketball now even though high school basketball is underway so after we talk about the state championship state championship game next week then we'll go into basketball covers of high school next week so definitely
0: so going into the last thing we're going to talk about tonight, we'll we'll uh, we'll break down the NFL here really quick. Um, kind of all the things we saw, a good Falcons win um, against Carolina. Carolina can't seem to beat us to save their lives. Um, Carolina's just a bad football team, though, right now. They fired Ron Rivera earlier this past week. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the Falcons look good. Depending on, you know, how you're looking at them this year, you know, there's nothing to really play for. So are you happy that they won? Are you sad that they won because now you're losing a draft pick? Um, I don't know. It's interesting. I kind of lean on both sides. You know, I definitely won a really good draft pick, but you know, I like to see them win too. You know, when they played well together, it uh, it gives me hope as far as going into the next years. But uh, yeah, so they won forty to twenty. Um, in a really good matchup. And uh, let's talk about the other games because we saw a really good game with San Francisco and New Orleans. That was just back and forth, back and forth. San Francisco won on the last second field goal with two seconds left. Wow, that was um, a, game, that was a really crazy game, man. I- I really loved, crazy. Game. I love
1: that game. I was watching that game. I was on the edge of my seats, cause I thought the Saints had that. But that last drive coming down the field, man, was beautiful. With Garoppolo and him, Garoppolo is a very good player. He's gonna be a good player in the future too, as well. But both of their defenses sucked. Yeah, <laughs> That's what I'm The say, Saints, the Saints defense lost defense on a uh, and uh, and lost sucked, pretty
0: much on a on a uh, face mask call. You know, Kittle <laughs> caught that ball on fourth <laughs> and two, and then. Uh, he was off to the races and they just mauled Kittle running down the field yeah. all over his face mask. One dude literally jumped on his back. Um, so that moved him up even fifteen more yards. You yeah. know? And so that just set him up for prime condition and kicked that field goal to win the game. Most definitely, yep. So uh, that was that, that, that was an exciting that game. That was a though. really good game to watch. It was a really and, good game to
1: watch. And the thing about, you know, when we look at look at that game, both the quarterbacks. I, don't want, I can't take nothing, nothing, nothing away from Drew Brees. No, he the had six man, total touchdowns. I mean, the man played a great game. He threw five touchdowns, and he ran one, even though it was one yard out. Yeah. But still, he had six touchdowns. That was like Lamar Jackson type stuff. But the other way, with the passing and the one, one touchdown with the run, with the rushing touchdown, hey, man, the dude still got it. How old is he?
0: <laughs> 39, I think. He's
1: like either thirty nine or forty years old, so my hat goes off of him. He didn't make a lot of mistakes because he didn't have no interceptions. Yeah. So you know, come on, man, he played a great, perfect game. You know, he can, he can't play the defense side too as well. So you know, hat goes off to him at his age, still putting it in and doing what he's doing, and they're still ten and three, and they already won the South anyway. So you know, the 49ers, they still they are they're still leading leading the West NFC West at eleven and two, but. You know, Seattle lost. Yeah, you know yeah, help the Rams, them out the Rams played really well they last night. They played real well, and They want to keep their playoffs hope alive and try to either catch Seattle or either um, San Francisco.
0: Which yeah, or Minnesota, right. too, in that wild card spot. So uh, that'll be that'd be an interesting race coming up. Uh, how, how well can the Rams play at least consistently to uh, see if they can catch uh, one of those capable, wild card teams?
1: It's capable they can because, you know, Seattle still has play 49ers again. Mm-hmm. But – in one i know people might not be thinking about this they might think of the rams come but who are they going to play next the rams uh they're going to go against the dallas cowboys so and a lot of people say oh well the cowboys they're on a three-game losing streak. they probably rams probably gonna win that game too but yeah, think about it if the cowboys come in and play spoiler and go ahead and go ahead and win that game against the Rams. That's going to hurt their chance of making the playoffs.
0: Yeah, the Rams pretty much got to be perfect from here on out.
1: Because it ain't going to hurt, it's not going to hurt the Cowboys. Because the Cowboys, even if they lose to the Rams, they can still make the playoffs Because all they have to do in their last three weeks, they had to beat Philadelphia. And that'd be 2 0 against Philadelphia. And to win their last game against the Redskins at home. Mm-hmm. Hey, And then they're in the playoffs. Matter of fact, they don't not only they're in the playoffs, but they're going to win the division too as well the Cowboys. And they'll get play a home game that first week just by being a division winner, which a lot of people don't like that because just cause you win the division, you should get a home game, but you won your division, even though your division is sorry, they're terrible. No, that division, is, Huh? Which it is. That whole division is under 500. So therefore a lot of people don't like that, but it's been there. That rule has been there for a long, long time. So, uh, but the the competitive division is with the Rams and they might be on outside
0: yeah yeah you know? so that'll be uh interesting to go Eagles Eagles play the uh, the Giants tonight Monday Night football uh, so it'll be interesting to see how that game goes up hope I mean we maybe, got a different quarterback yeah Eli
1: Eli's gonna be playing uh Jones is out with a high ankle sprain. so that's going to be very interesting also as well so I I'd like to see that game coming up in about 10 minutes or less they'd be they'd be kicking off about 10 minutes here from here. Uh, but what's going on man with them patriots man
0: mm. mm. that was a uh that was an interesting game as well uh patrick mahomes played pretty much hurt the whole game he hurt his hand during that yeah. game but they still still able to get it done man i mean it's just kind of the question of how how long can brady keep going man how you know how far can he keep chugging along you know he's he 40 years Buff- old now he wants
1: to play to 45 or 50 no, he but, ain't playing till he's fifty. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> he's forty three right now. He threw for nineteen for thirty six for one hundred sixty nine yards. Yep, that's not a Super Bowl champs. That's not even MVP. He only had one touchdown and one interception, but he got sacked three times. Boy, they put the pressure on him, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. At forty three years old. Yeah, I and,
0: mean you, you got you got to dial up the pressure and uh, and get to him because he's not able to move his feet like he was, you know, and when he was in his mid thirties or even younger, you know. So. I like it. I like it. I like what I saw from the Chiefs. And the Chiefs uh-huh. really
1: didn't have to do too much because they know that their only receiver, they really had quality receiver they have was Elderman. That's it. Yeah. He had 95 uh, receiving yards for eight catches, and that's it. After everybody else, nobody really did anything. And their rushing game was not that good, not that impressive. I think their white had their most yards at 33 yards from six carries. Yeah. What happened to uh,
0: – Sonny Michelle, he didn't. They didn't drop him. He ain't start no more. Nah, I mean he's in there. It's just not getting anything done, man. I mean this whole New England rushing thing has always been questionable. Uh, they've got like four guys that they rotate in and out, so that sucks as far as a fantasy thing too. Because you know, because you look at the Patriots as a team who's really well running the ball, but you have no idea who the hell to put in your starting lineup because man, they call four guys. Him, but the you know? uh,
1: rest of the media is calling him a uh, disappearing act. Yeah, he ain't disappearing. He only got how I many? Man, come on, man. He don't touch the ball five times, for eight yards.
0: Yep. So I'm saying this now this man it's very questionable um that whole offense is very questionable right now they you know they traded for sanu which i thought was interesting they got him they got a couple pieces man they just gonna they're gonna have to string it together or you know they're gonna have to move on from brady at some point they're gonna
1: have to but the thing is a lot of fans a lot of fans, nfl fans are happy they don't want to see the patriots back in the super
0: bowl no no patriots i are think the, the ratings
1: ever. the ratings last year for the super bowl was low very low lowest been in years and nobody wants to see the Patriots in the Super Bowl again. They don't definitely want to see him in there again this year. They see him in again this year. Half the NFL fans probably won't even watch the
0: Super Bowl. Yeah, not I'm to mention it. was just a terrible game in the first place, It too, was. It so. was
1: terrible, and Brady didn't even play a good game in that Super Bowl. Yeah. And this year, the way he's looking, especially in the second half of he don't look that much better yeah. than the Super Bowl. So everybody in AFC wants to see either the, either the Chiefs in the Super Bowl or the Ravens in the Super Bowl. And I think that one of them need to make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I do, too. For it to be exciting for the ratings to go back. In the NFC, we, we already know who we want to see in the NFC. Most people, the, the a lot of Saints fans want to see them in the, in the game again. Then you got someone to see San Francisco or either Seattle. One of those three teams. But I think they probably want to rather see San Francisco or either New Orleans. Yeah. You know, because really, Seattle, I love Seattle. I love uh, Wilson and them at, at quarterback. But sometimes they can play slow ball make it boring mm-hmm.
0: yeah so that's i mean that's what went on in the nfl not a whole lot to talk about you know it's kind of i guess the the one bright side of the falcons sucking is that you know we kind of we don't have to dwell over them the uh the entire year you no, know but we
1: won't to talk too much about them on our, on our segment uh for right now but i think right now they need i'm kind of torn matt i know you just talked about the beginning of the segment I'm kinda of torn. I don't know if I want them to continue to win or continue to just try to lose the games. But uh listen to Dan Quinn on that radio show last uh, last week. Uh he wants them to keep the players keep giving a hundred percent effort and going out there and continue to try to win. Yeah. Win for what? To keep your job?
0: Yeah, that's exactly what he wants. You know, I think the guys still play for Dan Quinn. I don't think they've given up on him.
1: They haven't given up on Dan Quinn like the Cowboys coach have. I yeah. mean, Garrett, they Cowboys players you can look at them tell you they gave up on Jason Garrett oh, yeah. a long time ago uh, but no I don't think they gave up on Dan Quinn I just believe that to start off the season Dan Quinn should have never been defensive coordinator and head coach at the same time a lot of coaches can't do two things at the same time yeah I think he should have, during the off season, he should have, when they came to him, he, he was willing. He, he already knew he was on the hot seat anyway, Matt. So I think he said, okay, we're going to get rid of the defense coordinator, and I'm going to come to the defense coordinator, too, to try to help save his job. But I don't think that did any better. I think you should have found a right defense coordinator in there and said, no, I'm going to stay the head coach, and we're going to find a defense coordinator. So even if we do have another losing season, I won't be on the chopping block still because I just blame it on the defense coordinator again. Now, he said during preseason, he came out his own mouth that now that he's defense coordinator, it's all on me now. I wouldn't have never said nothing like that, Matt. Ain't no way in the world.
0: Yeah, they just hit playback when they go into the meeting when they oh, fire him. Oh, man, I court. wouldn't
1: have never said that. It's all on me now. So that means win, lose, or draw is all on me because I'm the defensive coordinator, which man, and I'm the head coach. No, man, I wouldn't have. That's about enough more than you could chew, Matt. Yep. Why do I want to do that? That's my might as well cut off my right foot, and that's what he's done here now in the middle of the season. Oh, I'll give up, I'll give up all the defensive coordinator thing, I'll just go back to being a head coach now in the middle of the season. Now you can't take no credit, yeah. <laughs> and you still, well, you won two games in a row, you couldn't even take no credit for that because you wasn't the defense coordinator at the time, right? Right, and then when they start back losing again, what you gonna do, blame it on defense coordinator again? Now, no, it's too late now, yeah. You still gonna be on the chopping blocks at the end of the season, hmm. so I, I think by even winning these last three games for them, only thing they can do is play a spoiler for other people. Who who they got left on the schedule?
0: Uh, they got San Francisco this weekend, which should be uh, interesting. Um, hmm. Then they got Jacksonville, and then they finish up with the Bucks in Tampa Bay. Hmm. So
1: okay, only thing they can do is do a monkey wrench and the Fortnite and play spoiler for them. Yeah, I think because they exactly know the Rams and they know Seattle and that'll help Seattle because they just took a loss to L this week and they know they got to uh, play them again in a couple weeks. They got to play Seattle, got to play Fort Myers too. That'll just give them an edge and that'll make that'll make uh, the Rams happy also as well. So uh, Atlanta Falcons, they can go in there and make one of them teams happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the, the only thing they, they can do and by win and by winning. Yep, that's about it. Play spoiler, but me, I kind of torn because maybe they should just. I know that might seem unprofessional just lose the games on purpose, but there have been teams in the past, sit your star players, let them rest, and go in and get a higher draft pick. Yep, That's been done, trust me. And, they, and if the Falcons do it this year, they won't be the first team to do it, Matt, Mm-mm. at all, in no sport. They won't be the first ones to do it. So they shouldn't feel ashamed about doing that. You know, and It's not going to keep your coach's job either.
0: Right, right. That's the biggest thing you know yeah for sure all right well let's talk about the nba for a little bit to uh, yeah. to, to finish this up uh, the hawks have won two out of the last three they had a good win against uh, charlotte and then they won against the warriors the very depleted warriors but mm-hmm. still uh, it was good to get them off of that uh, that long losing that's that right i'm
1: happy about uh, that but they
0: looked really good last night charlotte uh-huh. trey young's just been doing his thing dropping 35 points a game these past hot. couple games and um he's hot vince carter came out of the time machine last night did 17. really good um, 17 points man i saw a lot of good things um it's it's too early to say that you want to tank the season for a draft pick again because that no. eighth spot's still wide open. I mean, the, no. the Orlando Magic are right there at 11-11, and 11, no. I think, so you're not too far away from them, no, um, no, no, and no. anything can happen, especially no. when you get Trey, uh, or when you get John Collins back in a couple weeks. That's right. Um, and DeAndre Hunter yep. came back from the dislocated finger. Yep. And I've also been seeing a lot of reports or something I saw on Twitter today that said uh, one of the front office guys told Trey Young that they were going to get some help on his way. What that means, I don't know. I've seen a lot of things um, as far as uh, Kevin Love. I've seen um, Deion Waiters, if he can stay off the gummies. Um, I've seen D'Angelo Russell. I like that move. So I've seen a couple things that that they could do. Um, But one of the biggest things I've been seeing as well as far as the trade rumors is that they think they're going to get rid of Jabari Parker at the deadline. I
1: wouldn't do that. That would be a dumb move. That would be another Hawks dumb move again. Yeah. You don't do that. We've been talking about him all year. No. He's the X factor. Coming off the bench, Matt. I'm gonna argue that down. Rested. I would never put him up of no trade blocks. Period. This man is playing well off the bench. He's been playing well in the starting role too, as well. You know, for Collins. So no, no, and no.
0: Yeah, I mean the only the only reason I can kind of see it behind that is the front the front office knew that Jabari Parker's been struggling the past couple of years, and they got him on a really 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 hot ride right now. Like I mean, he's. Like we said, he's averaging like 15 points a game, I think, or something like that. He averaged so,
1: 16 points a game last year.
0: Yeah, I mean. Coming off the bench for the Bulls. I, just look, I mean, he looks like he's kind of resurged his career in Atlanta right now, and I think that means that his, like, as trade bait, he's he's really intriguing to other teams that are in contention because they, they know what he could do. You know, they knew what he could do coming out of Duke, right? He flustered there. He looked good at times and stuff like that. But now he looks like when he's with the Hawks, He's on a roll. He's been on a roll since the start of the season. And so if you could get if you could get a couple first round picks for him, Hunter, I don't know. No, Hunter, that's real trade bait.
1: He ain't been hurt yet. He's a rookie. He's playing halfway decent. He's averaging in double figures. That'd be a good trade bait. Him and maybe one other player. uh, How many Kevin Herter or
0: something like that? Herter. I don't know, man. I mean, I think I think the problem is that they want to keep keep these young guys. I think they like Herter and I think they like Hunter. I think they like both of those guys, and I think that the whole Jabari Parker thing was kind of an experiment, and it's working out, and you're like, uh, if somebody, I'm telling you right you now. You know, I did say Cam Reddish. No, I know that, because Cam Reddish is ceiling is us through the roof, right? He's an outstanding player. I didn't, say, player put, I didn't kinda, say put him
1: on the trading blocks.
0: No, because know, they believe won. that he can do something well. I think Hunter can do really well things, too. I'm just saying if somebody came to me and gave me two first-round picks for Jabari Parker, I'm taking it. That's all I'm saying. Well, but a it's not. Thing, gonna, but I don't want players. I don't play, want players but, for but, Jabari. But a
1: current player? No, I wouldn't do that. You know, DeAndre Russell. We already know what he can and can't do. He don't play a lot of great defense either. We don't need another guy who comes there and you know and stealing buckets away from Trey Young and Collins. We don't need that. And but he's going to have to. One, he's an ISO player a lot of times too. So by him being an ISO player, that can that can mess up the chemistry. Yeah, they only need that.
0: Here's here's the other problem. I think what the front office is trying to do is they're trying to build a group, much like what the Braves have done. Okay, I see very it complete. It can be completely different sports, but I've seen very very similar things that the Braves have done, especially right before they caught this hot streak and they won the division the past few years. They got guys from free agency and stuff like that that did really well. They wound up trading them for you know first round picks, cash, whatever it is, and then when you get in contention, then you spend all that money that they gave you, okay? Or you get those first round draft picks that it came through, and you develop those guys through the league, and it's a lot quicker turnaround in the NBA because those guys go straight to the straight to the pros, right? There's no minor league system. They got the G League, all that coming out, yada yada. It's not the same thing as minor league baseball. But I think for Jabari Parker, they know that they're not going to get somebody better than Jabari in a trade. Right. So the only thing that I would get, I would take, I would take picks. I would take a first round next year and a second round next year or two first rounds, this, you know, one in the coming up year and then the one in the year after that. Because if they they don't want guys that aren't going to be in the long-term plan, right? You know you're going to have Trey Young here for a long time. You know you're going to have John Collins here for a long time. You know you're going to have Reddish, Hunter, and Herder here for a long time. That right there, you know, that's five guys. Those are the guys that they want to stick and ride with. And I think if you could get first-round picks for Jabari Parker, I, I don't know. I'm just saying that I would do it because Parker doesn't fit into the long-term plan, especially if he shows out these next two years. If he stays with the Hawks and shows out for the next two years, his free agent potential is going to be huge, and he's going to go sign a big contract. And that would be something the Hawks wouldn't really be willing to spend because they're looking for guys that they can build for the years to come. I
1: like that, Matt. That all sounds real good, and I like that. But as a fan of the Hawks, and I know you are too, the thing is their history, they got a bad track record getting rid of the wrong guys, paying the other guys too much money, too longer term deals, and then trying to get rid of them, got them on payroll too long. You know, yeah, if they go ahead and try to do something that the Braves are doing, okay, fine, I I like that, sounds good. But right now their history bothers me. They've been doing things the wrong way for a long, long, long time.
0: Well, I think the problem that they had in the years past has been the draft picks. You know, we can go all the way back to them taking Marvin Williams over Chris Paul. Yeah, you know, we can we can go as far back as that if you want. We
1: can go back to Lou, Will, Lou Williams, all them guys, yeah, man. So I mean,
0: I think they, I think on. they've messed up in the draft class in the far years past. But ever since this new GM, the new owners came and stuff like that, they've done a really good do- job at the draft. Okay, you can you can debate this whole Luca trade thing. Yeah. I don't think there were really any losers in that trade. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they both are outstanding players, and they're going to be really outstanding players for you know ten more years. Um, but as far as Last year's draft class, they still did a really good job. Yeah, Cam Reddish isn't playing to the best of his ability I right now. It. I praise him for that. Hunter good. isn't playing to the best of his ability right now, but no, I've seen not. really good things from him. You know, um, Cam Reddish had a really, really good night against the Brooklyn Nets that one night. Um, he had 27 points, I think. So I think he's shown the ability to do really good things. I think he's going to keep improving. And the only, thing, the only reason I could see them getting rid of Jabari is because they get in his way. They get, in, they get in the young guys' way of getting them the minutes and letting them roll. You know, obviously, there's a really good chance that we won't make the playoffs this year, right? This yeah, is the way that's it is. that's true. You know, so I, I don't know. I mean, it's just they an got, interesting they, thing uh, to see. You
1: know, if they get rid of Parker, that, to me, that'll be going away from what they're trying to do like the Braves are trying to do because Parker, he's – I mean, they got a the other dead weight on the team that they can really get rid of. You know, really guys that shouldn't even be on the roster actually, you know. And that we can go ahead and you know even at, even at that fourth spot, uh, Bembry, get rid of him. You can get somebody good for you. you. Can probably get a couple second or third or fourth for Lynn, I mean, come on, man. You put them in a package deal. This Parsons, I don't even know why you picked him up.
0: Yeah, it was kind of a whole kicker. And ever. he's got
1: and his contract, I think, will be up after this year. He's getting all that money, man. Yeah, twenty five million dollars. Twenty five million. He'll be off the books then next year. So. It looks like to me they've been playing the patient game, wanting to continue to do the patient game and wait to see what ha- happens after the season when they got that twenty-five million free from Parsons, and they can go after a key guy. Because even if they make the eighth spot or no playoffs at all, they're still going to get a good draft pick, still regardless. Right. Without even without even moving my even my boy Parker, they they can keep him and still going to get a good draft pick regardless.
0: Yeah. So I mean, it'll just be interesting to see what they do um, as the year goes on. Um, hopefully, when Collins comes back and and Hunter's healthy and everything like that, hopefully we can see this team win some more games because, honestly, eighth place isn't that far away. Like I said, they only Magic are at 11-11. And, um, and they
1: wouldn't have the record they would if Collins was playing. Now the team sees how much they needed Collins. Yeah. And guess what, Matt? The beginning of this season, you look at their schedule, we look at their schedule – their easiest part of the season comes in the second half.
0: Yeah, they got they got screwed on the first part of the schedule, man. I don't, I first mean, half of the season and Collins was going tough. down
1: for suspension for twenty five <clears throat> games came at the wrong time.
0: Yeah, Yep. Yeah, they really needed that. They really needed John, and um, <clears throat> that schedule they had certainly didn't help them at all. But they got a, they got a pretty decent, you know, favorable schedule coming up in yes, the next couple games, and they'll get John back. And you know, there's no telling what happened. So they had a really good second half last year as well. And um, I could see the same thing happening again.
1: Josh Collins should be back on uh, Monday, December 23rd. Uh,
0: yeah, third, third, against the Cavaliers.
1: Against the Cavaliers in Cleveland. He should be back for that game. His 25 games will be up. Yep. So he should be back there. That's be two days before Christmas. And they have uh total four games for the rest of this year, 2019. So against Milwaukee, Chicago, and Orlando. I look with Collins back. They should be, there, be able to beat uh Chicago and Orlando and Cleveland actually with him back. They might struggle against uh, Milwaukee, though, since they're the number one seed and they're the best team in the NBA right now, yeah besides with the Lakers. Yeah. You know, so um, definitely I look for them to be back, and they should be at least 3-1 and know those four games at the end of the year. Yeah, so definitely. So they, I
0: mean, they got a chance for some wins, and uh, there's no telling what to happen. So. Next season, next month, uh,
1: well, next year, uh, in January, the season gets a little bit easier. Yep. Yeah. They don't have as many road games on the West Coast. Wow. <laughs> so, hey, they got that out of the way. So they should be working their way back up to the eighth, close to the A, to a spot. Because we both, I think we both had them in A spot, didn't we? Yeah. We both had them in A spot. And You look at the standards right now. Uh, look at their standards today in the Eastern Conference. They're not that, they're really not that far out of.
0: No, they're like five and a half games back. It's not that far at all. They're
1: like five and a half games back at that A spot, so. Uh, I look for him to get back in that running because uh, I don't look for.
0: I mean, I would have completely changed my preseason rankings if I knew John Collins got suspended 25 games. I would have too. Man. So, I mean, that's a, that's a quarter of the season, uh, a little bit more than quarter of a season. It sure so, is.
1: You playing 82 games and he's out 25 of them. Yeah. And we don't good. know if he's going to get hurt. That's terrible. Yeah. You know, so that's almost 50. Boy, anymore, it'll be close to 50 games. So, yeah, hopefully he won't miss no games when he comes back. Cause we're going to need him. Definitely. Yeah, for sure.
0: Okay. all right well um that was a good show uh, really appreciated you guys hanging out with us once again we're on uh, messy.fm we'll upload it after we get done here we're on uh, apple music we're right here again on facebook live you can catch us live as we do the show you can see all the fun behind the scenes stuff that goes on uh especially technical problems that we've been having tonight we won't <laughs> yeah, get that into right. that uh got our cameraman here tonight we do glad we see him see him out making it and uh we'll catch so, you guys next week so but, we're on uh,
1: facebook we're on facebook live right now we're on live and then we'll be up on also on YouTube this week and we're also on messyfm.com as well we're on Spotify and we're on Apple also as well so